welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. David, I think you and I have been, we've been looking at the podcast now, and we've been looking at a lot of the different statistics from our podcast. One of the things that we've seen is our episode on batteries was like crazy, listened to more than anything else by, by twice as much. So um, having looked at that, had those kind of statistics about batteries, it's obvious people are interested in the subject. So I thought today I'd drill you on some additional questions about the batteries and we'd take that subject and, and do a little more investigating on it and talk about that a little bit more. So All right. let's take the let's take our time today and, and investigate the batteries a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about the the main batteries that we carry. I know that the ones that we carry are pretty specialized. Right. Uh, and I know we carry a couple different brands. Yeah. We carry a Trojan and Interstate, uh, both. Uh, we have access to other some of the name brands as uh, Full River. and the AGM batteries, we typically you would use a Full River battery. Uh, they're, they've got a good name and got good warranties, uh, stand behind their product. So, uh, well, let me, ask you, let me ask you one of the questions that, that, um, that I've got about. What's a, what's a major difference between the battery that we carry out there mm-hmm. and just our car battery? I mean, I know my, well, car, my car battery, uh, or my truck battery, Right. I know you, you're typically talking about a 12-volt battery in your vehicle, Right. but mine constantly, you know, looks, it's bumping out around 14 plus or minus. Right. But it's, it's a, a car battery is really only designed for uh, cranking amps. So when you look at a car battery, you're, you're only typically focused on cranking amps. So if you go to uh, a battery dealer, and you say, well, I've got a 2014 Toyota Tacoma, and I need a battery for that. The first thing they're going to do is look how many cranking amps does that vehicle need, because that's what Toyota... And what is it typically? What's it, and you're, you, so in a cranking you're giving amp, me a little more credit on the age of right, my truck. So, <laughs> so a cranking amp on a vehicle, the newer the vehicle, the more cranking amps most of them have to have. Really? So what are we talking about? Uh, you know, typically on a, a cranking amp, they're going to have to be somewhere up around uh, 11 to 1,200 cranking amps. It's going to have a lot of wow, that's a lot fast, of hard amps. It's got to hit that starter wheel. Right, it's got to hit it hard and fast, you know, because these... These newer vehicles, everything's electronic. Well, but that's my, that's my other question there. With as much electronics as on there, mm-hmm. are we not back to though relying a lot on the battery to even out? We are, but out? we're relying more on the alternator than we are on the battery. Really? Because the ba- the alternator in the vehicle is working the same as our turbine is. It's keeping that while that vehicle's running. It's keeping that battery voltage maintained, topped off, uh, all the time, and it's constantly doing that because it knows. It's got its own through the motherboard of the the vehicle. It's got its own. Uh, it's got its own charge, charge controller, control, basically. In it, basically, in so, it. Yeah. but but it's using but it's still using the batteries like we do to, right. to level things That's out. Right. Though, right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Because there again, an alternator still producing just like our just like our DC turbines and our, our our AC turbines. They're still producing the same kind of voltage. It's just regulating that voltage. 
uh, internally in that vehicle. But now the the, the truck mm-hmm. is running twelve, right? right? But we're carrying batteries that are mostly six, right? Correct, and six volt, twelve volt. 24 volt batteries they can all work depending on the system that you're that you're running well, six what's the, volt what's batteries the most common though six volt batteries so six are the most is, common okay. because for the same for the same size footprint basically i can get a a lot more storage power and running 6 volt versus running say say i want to run a 12 volt or a 24 volt system well i'm going to need four 6 volt batteries right. in series to run 24 volt or I'm going to need four if I wanted. I'm going to have to run two 12 volts. So I'm going to and I'm run them in series. And now let's just say that I want to increase that again. And I want to do another battery bank. Well, now I'm having to parallel a lot of 12 volt battery banks together to get this to get this system. And if I have to parallel, it is the efficiency rating really drops down on parallel versus series. Series is just simple voltage traveling again. Whereas parallel, I'm having to also travel amperage across. So I'm having to increase my amperage. So amperage is a lot harder to travel. Voltage travels very easily. Where amperage is is current and it travels, uh, it takes a little bit to get current to flow and and that's where you'll have your loss at. That's why we use six volts in ours because we can series up with the same footprint size and be series and not have to parallel anything, not have to push any amperage. All I have to do is push voltage to these batteries to keep that voltage maintained. And then I come out of the both ends back to the inverter, and that's where I'll pull my amperage through. I'll just be pulling it, but it's pulling it across all the batteries evenly because it's, it's, it's draining voltage and only coming out of the two batteries on the end, basically. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, let's, let's get into the batteries a little bit more. Um, Let's talk about maintenance. So, mm-hmm. uh, the batteries that we t- sell and that we would recommend, mm-hmm. you do have to have maintenance with them. You yeah, take yeah, care. Yeah, they're definitely, they're definite. Uh, they're uh, they're going to have uh, caps on top. Uh, those caps are uh, removable. Uh, you remove the caps. They're going to have. Uh, they're going to have uh, the acid and the water already uh, already installed in the battery. Uh, the ones that we sell. Uh, you can purchase dry cell batteries, and we can get dry cell batteries. Most people uh, want them already ready to go. On a, a wet cell battery, ready to go, flooded lead acid battery, the number one battery we sell. If you're using it a lot, you know, if you're if you're really relying on this system a lot, and and you drain it down, and every day you're having to bring that voltage back up, and it's coming high, it's going to what they call basically uh, every now and then it's going to get your batteries hot and boiling, basically. You know what I mean? As it's charging in there. And anytime the battery boils, it's just like boiling water in a pan. You know, you put in a gallon of water and let it boil for five minutes. You're going to lose something. You're going to lose something, you know. So it's going to evaporate out. And it's going to, in a battery, it's actually going to produce hydrogen gas. So you have to be very very careful. I mean, that's bad news. So flooded lead acid batteries will need venting. I mean, that's that's that's, that's something not to overlook as well. Now, and we're always going to want to use distilled water in that. To, To refill, you're going to use distilled water to a certain point. And that's where a hydrometer would come into to play okay you know, something we so, sell the battery hydrometer so that's something and right. and i remember years ago i used to work for for a company and we uh, did liquid packaging 
mm-hmm. I know we got into specific gravity. Are you? Uh, or can you talk about specific gravity? I don't. I. I'm not the, the most versed in specific gravity, but it, it's just a matter of the hydrometer is going to basically what you're checking is is now back to the electrolytes that are in that battery. I mean, you're you're checking to see water versus how you know if, if there's any. It's the con. Is it the contents of the water? It's the contents of the water. Is is there any? Is there anything to charge left in that battery? Because what it does is, as you put energy to that battery, it starts a reaction, and on the with the lead plates and the electrolytes, they start a reaction and they and they hold charge on the lead plates. You know, so that's why. If, and every time that you run a, a lead acid battery, either deplete it or charge it, you call sulfation in the battery as well. So that's where the desulfator starts coming into play as well. Because the more the sulfation builds up on the plates, the less surface area you have for charge in the end of the battery. So uh, how often do you need to, to desulfate or how would you know would your would your hygrometer yeah, tell it, you it would that, tell you. It would tell you. And and you know, let's just say you've been running your system for six months and you're just not running at night as long as you used to. You're not getting through the nights like you used to and really nothing's changed, you know, got about the same amount of sunlight, still the same amount of wind power. Nothing's really changed in the system except you're just not getting the, the lifespan out of the battery like you were, that's sulfation. If you don't have a desulfator on there, and that's the time you can purchase from us. We have the desulfators that actually, they're called power pulses, uh, and they'll desulfate a battery. So they send just off the battery voltage, they use its own battery power to send microburst of pulses to the battery. And what that's doing, it's like, uh, it's like having a line build up on the inside of a, a plastic barrel, and you just, tapping that barrel, it, it just tap, 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 you know, just constantly tapping that barrel. Well, that keeps that line knocked off and down in the bottom, which the, the battery then would reabsorb that. And, oh, really? Okay, yeah, so you don't have to... That. You don't have to do anything. It reabsorbs that and, and then just and uses it and turns it back into electrolyte and then causes that battery to, you know, okay. and it will so increase the battery life up to 30, almost 30%. So uh, it's really a closed environment. Yeah. And the only thing yeah. you're adding to it at any point in time is, is yeah. the distilled water. Right. Uh, in that in, in that environment, then what's the what's the realistic? And this is uh, for all you legal guys. We'll we'll you know do asterisk here. This is no implied warranty or anything said after this point cannot be used in a court of law against us. But what I mean, so what's the life of a battery if you take care of it like that? I mean, and I know there's a there's a thousand things that right. You know, Typically, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, six to eight years on a good battery. I mean, and what and what do they what do the guys we deal with warranty them for? I mean, uh, they're gonna typically gonna be one to one to three years on their okay. battery life. That's just a typical standard industry warranty. You know, and the warranty is only as good as as the people will. Uh, but I mean, if honor, you're keeping these, you know, so. if you're keeping keeping them clean with uh, a yeah. desulfator yeah. and you're keeping them properly yeah. filled up with because you don't want them to boil off right. that, that's just right. going to and you're keeping properly filled you keep and, them in like a you know the, the proverbial cool dry spot right where they're and not, you're keeping them in an optimal you know that 68 to, to uh, 78 degree temperature range and also if you're not if you're doing what we tell you not depleting the batteries past 50 yeah. percent you know if you go past 50 percent you can just about take a month off every time you do that. You can just about take a month off your battery's life. Why? And so why is that? What's what's doing that there? I mean, what? It's because uh, I mean, it's not. It's 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 eating up the electrolytes, that, and after a certain point, you just can't replenish those. They're they're totally done. It's it's a done it's done and over with process, you know. So 
So you're uh, just you're dipping below a point right. that those things can't regenerate. Yeah they're, not, yeah, they're not meant to regenerate after that. You know, cell phones cell phones will do the same thing. You know, if you if you're not careful with the cell phone and the way you charge your cell phone batteries, they're getting better about it. Yeah, the ion batteries. Getting a lot better. Yeah, with the ion it, batteries, the lithium ion, have really it started kind of eliminating that. But, but these the are not ones, lithium ion batteries. No, these are lithium ion. These right. are. These are old workhorses. That These are old workhorses that are just tried and true. You know, and that's and that's the reason that the flooded lead acid still dominates this market. It's a it's a cost factor. Lithium ions are great battery, but it's got its price tag, and most people do not want to pay that price. Yeah. Tag. You know, you just, you well, just doesn't does the Tesla wall? Does it use the does it use some lithium ion or am I? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And, and I mean, and, it's and a, you got to remember, a, you know, we went a, back, it's a painful price. Yeah, tag we, went, yeah we went back to the, uh, you know, you got to go back to our, our charge control podcast and lithium ion, all the controllers have not caught up to the lithium ion technology yet, you know, so you have to be very careful what controller you would buy for a lithium ion battery. So for the flooded lead acid, they're a, they're a workhorse that you, that you can, you can whip them with anything you want and they're just going to keep on keep on taking it you know they can they can kind of take whatever the from the bolt controller to the mppt they they can kind of take any controller you can throw at them so all right so as i was as i was kind of prepping for this which is odd for me for a change (laughs) (laughs) we usually just come in here and start talking and wonder wherever we want to uh so i was looking at the website and was looking at some of the diodes that we we have and reading so some of those have to do and it, it sounds like it kind of ties in with last week's podcast where we were talking about some of right. our fuses and some of that. So, how does how does the diode play into your overall a battery? Um, because it, it looks like you're you're putting a diode at yeah. times in your in your configuration with right. And a, a diode is playing in it just kind of like almost like a breaker is, but it but it instead of protecting, it's it's a one way protection, so it it can't protect both ways. But a diode will not let any backfeed happen into the controller from the batteries. It's it's going to stop that. So now certain controllers do not want that. You know they they have to be able to see backfeed from the. You know they have to read from that battery. So there can't be that backwards transition. You know or, or diode. That All right. Stop. So back up. So tell me what's happening here. A battery is. I mean I would have thought a battery in what we're talking about is one way from whatever's supplying it. Right. So we, we've got one way coming from either our solar panels or right. our All solar panels PMA, PMG, yeah. whatever we're using. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, you know, going out to our, whatever our inverter, whatever we're right. going to go out to. So on a bolt controller, there's nothing to stop any backfeed of voltage back up that, that line. So on a bolt controller, you know, it, it can feed electricity to the batteries and the batteries can turn around and feed back up to that controller and feed it back out, you know, or bleed it off. So you have to be careful in that. So you can put a diode in that line to stop that back feed back to that controller because that controller doesn't doesn't need battery signal back. It's got a different sensor on it. It's got different sense wires on it on a typical on a bolt controller. So it doesn't need it doesn't need the big wires, basically, that you're trying to do the blocking diode, it doesn't need that. Whereas an MPPT will just have the, the positive and negative wire coming down to the battery bank. It has to be able to travel back up because it has to read the. That's what it reads the battery. It so reads the battery voltage and charges all through that same cable. So you can't use a blocking diode in that one. You know, they're. You know, so are we talking again? Is this another function of a, a less expensive? Correct. 
Correct. In, it's yeah. already the the MPPTs have already got them built in. Okay. They they you know they're not going to they're not going to let, let any kind of voltage go back across them that would that would hurt them. They've got protections built into them, especially on your midnight classics and not no not not every MPPT on the market, but the ones that we carry do. So your so your so. diode really it's it's not a replacement for a fuse. Uh, no no it's a it's just a, it's it's basically. You're going to see that when you're when you're trying not to feed anything back up. Say you're using a wind turbine. If you're using a wind turbine and you don't have the the proper blocking diode in it, it will feed back up the line and it will actually turn the PMG. The batteries will then turn the PMG if there's no wind. You know, so they'll actually so in essence they're doing exactly an opposite of what we want to be yeah. doing. You know, so so we've we've saved that energy right. and now we're turning around and we're right. using the energy to turn and, something. Uh, we you know so an rectifier is a great example of a blocking diode. That's what a rectifier is. It's a, it's a it's a mass of blocking diodes in a in a unit and the, the way that's configured, it configures it through from three phase down to a single single phase DC power. And so if anything ever happens in the blocking diode that it loses one of the blocking diodes or in the rectifier, if it loses one of the the blocking diodes, it can then allow backfeed back up through that. So if somebody says I'm losing power instead of gaining power in my batteries a day. That, that's a very big culprit, and that's what you want to go look at first. Like I said in earlier deals, you, you pick a spot and you start working the problem from there. Once you eliminate that that's not a problem, you would just kind of keep working that problem until we find the, find the answer. And that's what we're always doing here, you know, when people have issues or, or have questions on a system of why is it doing this, we eliminate all the all the possibilities till we come to the to the conclusion. The batteries, you know. Uh, yeah. So coming back to here, so so yeah. let me ask you this about the batteries. In the in the batteries that we're using, since they are different than a car battery, mm -hmm. so we we figured that out. How are they in relationship to uh, heat and cold? I mean, I mean, it's been abnormally cold here in Missouri. <laughs> Oh sweet Jesus! It's been yeah. cold up here lately. You, you gotta be you gotta be extremely careful in in temperatures like we've been seeing. You know, when you're getting down to that single digit nights. But now, are they are they different than that than a car battery would be? I mean, do you have to do anything different? I mean, are you just know the car that batteries you got... are, are sealed batteries, and so they're not going to be an AGM battery, but they're going to be a sealed battery. And a car battery, you really don't have the to worry about them because they don't have the the water in them. Uh, you know, not to say they don't have water in them. Right, but, it, they but it's sealed. Not, yeah, they're sealed. They're not like a uh, a flooded lead acid battery that we're selling. Uh, since it has that port on the top, it can penetrate in, and you can actually get frozen batteries if you're not careful. And, and if you ever come to your batteries and it's been really cold and you don't have them in a in a heated environment and you see swelling on the batteries, I'd recommend to unhook them immediately. Do not use them because they've been because now you've put a if, if there's frozen liquid in the the battery. And you go putting charge to it. It's kind of like putting dry ice in water. It's gonna. It's not gonna be a good situation. So is that? Is I mean, this might be out of your expertise, and if it is, I mean, we'll just defer to. We get, we'll get some of our battery guys follow yeah. up with them on it. If that happens, is that something you can just let it thaw and no, go back and use it, or is it screwed done. up? Yeah, it's done. It's done. Really? You so freeze, you've, you you freeze a battery, it's done. It's a it's a done deal. It's I'll, I'll go back and defer to my old days. If, wow! If, if you, <laughs> so yeah, that's inexpensive. Yeah, if you uh, if you freeze a PEX pipe, PEX pipe is one of the number one. What is it? What yeah, is it? PEX that? pipe. It's it's the number one pipe used in new home construction today. It's called PEX, and used to be it was CPVC or PVC pipe. 
which had very little, if it froze, you know, your lines froze, they busted. They, there was hardly any, uh, it had hardly any flex in it. Well, uh, uh, a PEX pipe, uh, P-E-X, PEX pipe, it can balloon. It can balloon up to 10 times its size wow. and not okay. bust, but it can do it one, one time. time. So same thing, it can do, but flooded lead acid batteries are like the PVC pipe. One they're gonna bust one and done they're they're done you know that you can't you can't uh, if, if it freezes they're done you take a very very big risk of of having battery failure uh, and battery failure is not something that you want to happen in, in an enclosed environment it uh, it can be very detrimental I mean it, uh, it's good you've got not only could it it can it can start fire it can if, if you happen to be close to it i mean you have battery acid now that can be very detrimental well, yeah. to your health we're just talking about the uh, so. um the gas that comes off right of them. i mean right it's, it's all it's all bad there's no it's all bad you do not want to you know it's it's like an ice cube what what happens is when it starts to melt you have all the the solid the electrolyte they're they're going to not they're going to be the last to melt and so what happens is is a, Immediately, all of your water, as it starts to thaw, it gets boiled off. I mean, it's just, it, there's so much heat there. It boils off real quick, and now then you're going to have just two components that, after heat is put to them over a period of time, cause an explosion. It's not good. I mean, I've actually seen one battery failure. Had to do with, with the tractor on the farm that I w worked at when I was a boy, but uh, it was not. If you've ever been around a cannon when it goes off, you've been around a battery <laughs> when it went off. So, uh, Okay. Well, change subject a little bit here too. Have you seen or heard anybody? Because I've I've heard about this just a little bit. Have you heard from any of our clients who've done some of the more arcane batteries? Like I know I've heard of, you know, submarine batteries. I've heard of. Um, you, I know there there have been. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of some. Uh, I, I know there's there's some pretty cool stuff that's out there yet to go. Yeah, I've not been around a lot of that. Uh, the, the only other ones we've been around is like the Battleborn batteries, which we can actually get as well. And what is what is this? In and they're going to be a they're just going to be a different formula in the battery. Instead of like lithium ion, they're going to be a, a lithium nitrate. I mean, it's it's just a total different mixture of the of the chemical that's actually in the battery. And the Battleborn batteries. I mean, you talk about we talk about lead flood of lead acid being a workhorse. I mean. Battleborn, you can just kind of, I mean, you can beat them to death, and they're just going to kind of keep on. They have the new Aquions, the saltwater battery. Uh, yeah, I think that's the other one yeah, I've heard of, the saltwater yeah, one. The that, that's what's trying to uh, think They're of. a very, they're a good battery uh, as far as is, is the the way we, they hold energy. And somewhere. Can, yeah, <laughs> and, and we can do, we have Aquions that we can sell or get. And then what but, do we have here at the store? Because we, don't we have something different back there on, the, on our, because I mean, we've got, we've got a bank back there. Yeah, yeah, it's a. It's going to be a sealed. It's a sealed system. It's going to be that, AGM. Yep. It's going to be a glass mat battery. But that's the that's the one I was thinking yeah, of. The, yeah. The and battery. that's going to be your typical. That's our number two seller would be their AGM battery. You know, if say say you're in a in a cabin situation and you're there, you know, you're just kind of you're, you're there a little bit and you're not you don't want to you don't really want to vent them, but you want them to be indoors. You know, the AGM battery is is your you're kind of your go-to deal and know? if and if any of you that are listening want to come and, and see our setup here yeah uh, it's it's cool it's very 
It's very clean. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you got to admit yeah. it, it, it looks very great clean. back yeah, there. It's very it's clean. It's we've very. Got the, uh, we've got the outback back there. Yeah. And we've got the very the, robust. You know, it's it's our big wall. It what do we What to, do we say our store square footage is? Uh, the 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 heated building. The heated building is going to be right at right around ten thousand feet. Okay. So so it's ten. We have ten thousand square feet, and I think our. Our heating air building, our, our heating or air bill, regardless of what the month is, is right. less than hundred bucks a month oh, yeah. year round. Yeah, year well, round yeah. period. A lot of times it's a lot less than that. A lot of times we're you know, uh, uh, especially the winter time. You know, winter time we use we use propane and, and then we use blowers for the. But um, we keep it cool. In but the we summer. keep it cool in the summer, and, and, and we don't have much of a bill yeah. at, at, even at that. You know, so it's we have a. We do. Uh, but how many? I don't know how many batteries have we got back there. I don't oh, batteries! We've got it, the wall has got. It is a twenty-four bank battery bank. It's got twenty-four batteries in the bank, but these are not just the typical little flood of lead acid six volt batteries. You know, these are big. These are four hundred and fifty amp hour twelve volt or six volt batteries. So I'm sorry, twelve volt batteries. So. They're big. I mean, they're you know they're they're going they're storing almost five thousand, a little over five thousand watts a piece. Yeah. And know? again, if you get, if anybody wants to ever come in and take a look at this, we'll we'll be yeah. glad to show you around, yeah. show you what we've got yeah. installed here and what what we've had experience with. And, yeah. And, and and those have been back there, been back there a long time. Been back there since they just keep as far as I know off. since yeah. the very first. Right, and it's just one of those deals. That's uh, you know we we chose a, a battery that that didn't take as much maintenance as your flooded lead acid battery, but there in that same instance, you know you got to pay for that. I mean it's it's a trade off. And any a of the any of the battery suppliers who are out there who would like to challenge that battery system would like to come in. That's and right. That's right. If you want to come in, and <laughs> we'll be we'll yeah. be glad you know, to entertain if, you. Yeah, I mean if, if Tesla's listening and he wants us to try that power. Come on down. We'll lock a hole in it. You can bring it right in. So. We will unlock yeah. that roll-up door and let's <laughs> come right. on in. That's right. It's uh, you know, so batteries are a. There again, they're a very cru. They're they're one of the most crucial uh, parts to a system. You know, I had a, a customer just uh, just two days ago that uh, they'd been having trouble and been having trouble, and and they just couldn't. We just couldn't figure the problem out. We couldn't find that smoking gun. What what the deal was? So. Uh, you know, it just wouldn't run through the night like they thought it should, and, and or like we thought it should, and so we went down and uh, we had, there was a guy went to him and tested, and and it was one battery, one battery destroyed the entire system. I mean, that it was you know. It, well, yeah, because you had told me that before. Yeah. Uh, that that if you got if you got one bad battery, and, and it can be there can be fifty batteries in the system, and if you got one bad one, the whole system is done. It you know it, it that, really that series it. is going to look and say that that's one right. battery is what it's yep and uh, its lowest common point is right. what it's going to say is the yep it's going to go to the lowest common denominator and, and that's a bad deal you know so with a changing of one battery they were up and running and it was it was a perfect series I mean it was a perfect set again but you know there's always there's always a reason you know what I mean it's uh, uh, it's like a gasoline engine if you've got fire and you've got fuel and it's not running. There's a cause there, you know what I mean? You got to find that cause because you've got the two components that make an engine run. You just got to find the cause, you know. Okay. So, in the same way, in a, in a wind turbine, and you know, wind turbine or solar energy, if you've got voltage that is that is exceeding your batteries and you're having trouble at the night staying through or something, there's a culprit. There's somebody that's, that's responsible. And typically, you would have to. First thing you always want to look at. Is a battery what you know, and, and you do that by 
multiple ways of testing. You, you can test the entire bank, unhook power from the entire bank first and just test the entire bank. And if it's all dropping voltage, then you would want to unhook and go battery by battery. What battery is causing? Go back to the, the theory of you got five five gallon buckets in a, in a row and one of them's at, and they're all hooked together by a hose that's running through the bottom. And I go out and I take three gallons of water out of the middle bucket. They're all gonna drain down and all equalize them across themselves again. So I only took out of the middle bucket, but it brought every bucket down to the, the same level that that, that, that that middle bucket was. So the, the plumbing yep. plumbing analogy goes to the plumbing analogy. It, 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 it just goes to, I mean, water is very easy because you know, anybody can do that. You can put two cups of water together and it's very easy to understand that. And that same way in energy, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of, uh, it's going to go to the lowest level that's there. Okay. Anything else we need to, I, I think we've got a good, a good. Yeah, uh, I, you know, bat, there again, batteries are very crucial. You know, don't scamp out on your batteries. I mean, when you, when there again, when you buy a system and you pay thousands of dollars for, you know, all your, all your components from your wind turbine to your, to your solar panels, and then you want to go put in the cheapest battery that they make, you're going to get the cheapest results from yeah. the from the battery bank. So And somehow we've got we've got to figure out how to wrap up as we do on all our podcasts. How do we tie the kilowatt meter into the, the Oh you the just battery. I mean uh, you know if that battery bank is, is draining <laughs> at a at a higher rate than you expect it to be, then you gotta start by go back and look at the appliances and make sure that they're pulling the power that you think that they're pulling. So kilowatt <laughs> meters how you do it. All right. Thanks again, David. Appreciate you coming over today. And thank you guys for showing up today on the podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe, and we'll keep bringing you podcasts. Hope you had a great New Year's, and look forward to having a great 2018. And we look forward to you guys listening to us for the rest of 2018 and having a great time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.